All right, we are live, episode 66, right before Thanksgiving holiday. Everybody's feeling fantastic. We've got a smoker for you today. Ian Wishingrad from Three Wishes, Juan Alou from Sales or Else. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having to be here. Just waiting for that one. Good. Ian, we jump right into it. We're talking cereal. Uh, give us the story. When did it start? Who did it start with? What is the story? It's called Three Wishes because my last name is Wishingrad. And when we came up with the idea, I, I had one son at the time, Ellis. It was between my wife and me. So we're the three Wishingrads with three of us together. And our three product wishes were high protein, low sugar, gluten, and grain-free. We've been in market since just over a year. And we were in research and development for two years prior. And the impetus was my wife, when my son was six months old, started looking for things to feed him that were real food. And then we also own an advertising agency and we kind of build brands for people. And once we saw that there was no good solution uh, on the shelf, we were like, oh my God, cereal. We could definitely, like, there's no new cereals. It's the same aisle forever. So that was kind of the aha moment. Very nice. Uh, how did you start the R&D? For those watching, what, would, uh, what were the first steps when it came to that? So what I really like about this just natural food space in general and just entrepreneurship in general, you can't teach certain things and the same kind of um, hustle and just ability to connect with people and work a phone and talk to, to connect, to connect, to connect. Um, I was able to, once we had this idea, I have a robust network and new people in the industry. And if you're willing to sit for a week straight and make a lot of calls, you'll eventually start getting answers. And if you know how to sell, you know how to connect with people. And so we were able to find our way to a great food scientist. And that was step one. Connecting the dots is key. Uh, remember, this is a full value add, 15-minute pop, so uh, hopefully people are going to grab some of the key pieces from this. You can connect the dots. You don't need to know anyone out the gate. Uh, start with just one person and then sort of triangulate to get things done. After you did some R&D, walk us through the next steps as far as putting it into a package and getting it into what would be the first points of distribution and or direct-to-consumer. Sure. Um, so from day one, we felt like the disruptor here was the product itself, not the delivery mechanism. I mean, the economics of direct-to-consumer food are not, it's not the same as a mattress or glasses. There's not a high margin thing here. You don't try to make one sale every 10 years or it's not a subscription business. I mean, I guess it could be, but um, basically was, as I said, I own a branding and advertising agency. So we spend about a year and a half developing the brand. It's very easy, not very easy. It's a lot easier to build it for someone else. When you're building it for yourself, I mean, it's just a very hard to get perspective. So we had a lot of bad names, bad trademarks, bad ideas. We would bring them to Whole Foods and put them on shelf and it looked, didn't look good. Ultimately, we believe this was a better for you product, no different than Siete or Banza uh, in, that, in that vein. And we use those principles, which is always a mix of familiar and novel when it comes to branding. So be in a box of cereal, show the cereal, but also tell people why you're different, create a different emotion there. We can get more into that, but I, I want to respect your time and keep it incredibly short. Yeah, Warby Parker would probably say, what do you mean only one pair of glasses? Are you seeing what we're doing over here? Funny enough, I have three pairs sitting right below me. Uh, anyway, uh, so getting back to um, the cereal, uh, let's talk about now getting into distribution. Where did you go and what was the choice and why? 
So once again, like you said, connecting the dots is really important. And what I learned very quickly from going to Expo East and Nosh and food shows and, and just connecting with people, you learn the world is this small. Everyone knows each other. So number one, keep your reputation immaculate because word gets around in two seconds. It's a very gossipy little small world. But at the same time, it's very small in terms of if there are great partners, whether they're sales partners, distributors, retailers, people, people figure out very quickly. Uh, so we knew, we felt like for us, the biggest thing was to get into the right retailers. And we were very fortunate that the cereal aisle has not had any significant disruption in such a long time. And just by knocking on the doors, I mean, granted, I had to hunt down certain buyers at shows and there's a lot of acrobats, acrobatics that go into how you actually connect with them. But basically, once you're able to get someone to listen to you and pay attention, we wanted Whole Foods, Wegmans, Erewhon, Sprouts, all like the kind of larger, better for you, influential natural food chains that we believed is a great place to start and where we believe our consumers are. And so that's kind of where we started. And we were very fortunate that pretty much everyone said yes to us because there's, there's, they need help in the cereal section. Great. So a white space there that you figured out, great brand, uh, definitely a product that makes sense as far as better for you. So you kind of fill out those, those dots there. Uh, anybody watching, again, you have a product and an idea, something you're passionate about, um, you, you should be looking as if there is a space there and how are you going to be able to talk about that? Why are you filling it? it it's not about, this is a key piece. It's not about walking into a meeting and talking about the product as if you are going to take consumers away from the other products that are sitting there. You actually want to not only fill, fill sort of a void, but you also want to be bringing consumers to your product for a specific reason. So there's, a, there's something that I hope um, people can take away. Uh, let's talk about direct-to-consumer. Is there a direct-to-consumer play for the, for the brand? And if so, what does that look like? Well, if you want to call it direct to consumer, I'd say not really. If you want to say e-com, hell yeah. Uh, so I think it just matters is um, when you're direct to consumer, one of the kind of tenants or principles of direct to consumer is that you are the one selling it. There's no one else selling it. So you have complete control. There's no price arbitrage. We sell it for a certain price to UNFI and Kehi that sell to retailers and the economics to make a pure DTC play work online are very different. Um, so what we do is we want to be generally broad top of funnel, get the brand out there in the right retailers. The same thing with the same e-retailers and Amazon. And we do have a website as well, but it's not necessarily where we felt the disruption was. I don't think anyone struggled to say, how do I get my cereal? Where Warby literally sent you glasses to your house that you could try on and send back. Casper sent you a mattress they said they'd take back. Those were some incredible economic savings and convenience savings. No one pre-COVID had any issue going to the supermarket. It was one of the few places you actually enjoy going. You know, it's not like a store where you try a clothing on and you're like, people like grocery stores. So we felt was absolutely try to win at shelf, get into the right retailers with a beautiful packaging. You make sure they taste you and love you. And that adjacency, being in Whole Foods, being in, in these places is such a great brand building effort than something naturally maybe you just see on the internet. So we ultimately believe in full omni-channel, but we're not like a DTC in the way some other people are. Okay, that's an interesting take. Um, it's probably the first one that I've heard uh, so far, just to be transparent. Um, and that's because um, you're making some points that I'm a big believer in. I believe that grocery and physical retail um, will be there so long that these retail partners can keep up with what is going to drive people into the store. 
um, but Instacart would be saying something differently and they can show data that is, is, say, is, is saying that, that people are not only shopping online, right? They're using digital forms to, to go ahead and grab product. In that particular case, grabbing it from, from a retail store, but then there's the Amazons of the world that are also showcasing that people are looking to shop online. I just think we're having a semantics issue. I completely believe in online. It's a humongous part of our business. Direct to consumer means by definition that you're going to www.3wishesserial.com. And I believe people don't like to go to individual.coms to buy stuff. They will collect in a grocery basket, whether it's Instacart, Amazon, Fresh Direct, Thrive. We are in those locations. Those are amazing businesses for us. I believe in that. I'm just saying it's hard to uh, be direct to consumer usually means that's the only channel. If not, you're omni-channel. So I'm a big proponent of omni-channel. I think direct to consumer is a path to launch. No different than Casper or Warby. Guess what? They've got brick and mortar stores. They're in the malls, Peloton's in the malls. So I think what everyone, it's a means to launch and then to get scale, you need to find something that has a brick and mortar omni-channel component to it. It's an interesting take and I respect the heck out of it. Um, uh, I would now move us into what does the business look like right now? We're November 20. Uh, how does the team look? Sort of describe what the, the layout there is, who does what, uh, just to give us a sort of a context with that. Sure. So we have a very small team. Um, I handle everything with the retailer sales marketing PR. My wife, Margaret's the CEO. Uh, she's really, really strong with numbers and she's just like a born operator and she's really good with all the details and all the things that actually make the business move. She deals with logistics, co-packer, ingredients, and uh, a lot with the behind the scenes with us with Kehi and UNFI. Uh, we are bringing on someone full-time to do kind of social media community building, make sure we're not missing that, but it's a full-time job to really help sure you're nurturing and growing a real community. I don't just mean gaining followers, but I mean really creating a community. We didn't create a product that was particularly too narrow. You know, we're not just keto. We're not just this. We generally want it to be better for you, which is great in the long game, but in the near term, uh, it doesn't give you an exact target to go after. So we're trying to generally just keep earning more warmth across moms, what you'd say, families and moms. I mean, we're, we, we have two children now, family is kind of our community where we're trying to focus on. Um, we're also going to be probably bringing on someone else to help my wife as we kind of grow with more logistics and ops in that sense. We have some outsourced merchandising and some other kind of partners, but I'd say that's, you know, that's kind of how the team is set up. And I think in general, we, we always want to bring it in house at the right time, but we also really want to make sure we're managing our cash position well. I think that's a, a great a great point and a lot can be taken from that. I'm a big believer in, in small, at least to get going. Um, and you can build a pretty decent sized business as far as revenue with very few people on the team. Uh, just make sure that everybody, um, you know, believes in what it is that you believe in, uh, believes in the why, believes in the mission, believes in the product uh, and is good, actually great at exactly what it is that they do as far as, as far as, um, as far as making things happen. So um, that, that's, a, that's a great point, great context. How about uh, moving into next year? Uh, let's just say 12 months from now, if you were to take a snapshot of what you guys are talking about internally of what you can talk about, what does the business look like in 12 months? So I think uh, we, we could not have asked for a better launch, you know, literally to announce your launch and then get into all those key retailers quickly is, is great. I think we keep working on efficiencies and just making sure we're growing the right way. It's very tempting and easy to start getting into some big conventional or doing some other stuff. 
Uh, I think we want to just be very uh, surgical about how we grow and make sure we exercise. It's something that I don't have a lot of, which is patience. Um, it's something that I've learned just it's restraint and patience is so much harder than I ever anticipated. It's so easy to just be like a bull in a China shop and go, go, go and bust and go. Uh, and there, there are amazing case studies where that has worked, but a lot of times it seems like those don't uh, work out. And so if you're really trying to build a brand and really become in the American pantry, you have to give yourself time to get there. And it just, their brands, all the brands that, um, you know, as I said, I come from branding and advertising, a lot of the brands that we all talk about are over a hundred years old. And so if you're really trying to build something, not like pop, pump it and dump it and flip it and it's gone, like, but really be a, a Cheerios, like a real staple, it's going to take some time. And so you want to make sure you build a really good company and you grow appropriately. And that's kind of what we're doing. So you want to grow. It's, finding the right speed on the highway is tough. You don't want to speed, you'll get a ticket and you don't want to go too slow. Someone will pass you. So trying to find the right way to be on the Autobahn is kind of what I'm focusing on for 2021. And at the same time, also making sure we're running at the right margin, et cetera, because it's easy to open doors and burn your cash and then you're back raising again. And that's not what we're trying to do. I like that a lot. Uh, and, and, uh, funny people often ask me like, what's the key thing that you've taken into this, either this business or where you're at with your career. And my number one answer is patience. And, uh, cause you should have seen me in my twenties, um, and in my thirties even, but, uh, I would say that that came from, and you'll understand this statement that actually came from, um, parenting. Uh, I have two young kids too. And so, um, I, I took uh, a lot of what I'm learning there and I'm bringing it into the office. And I could say that that's the most valuable asset that I have right now um, because the other things just don't go away. Um, and as long as you can hone into something like that patience, especially in building something like this, I think it's a powerful, powerful asset. Um, as far as somebody who's, who's in branding, you, you, you hit it on the head as far as legacy brands. Uh, people are often shocked when I say stuff about, um, we could talk specifically about cereal. I've said it before. Tony the Tiger. I love Tony the Tiger. Everybody loves Tony the Tiger. And you're not going to get rid of him. And the reality is there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with Kellogg's. Uh, you may have something to say that's differently. I'm talking about in context of the reason why people are buying a product like this and the reason why there's a consumer that buys a product like this, it makes you happy. And if you understand that fundamentally, as far as building a brand and having some connection with a consumer that has an emotional connection, the ultimate emotional connection you can have with building something with a consumer, make them happy make them happy. You're going to fill voids and all this and the better for you. I'm in better for you too. And I have a mission of why that's bigger than anybody else on the planet as far as balanced nutrition and why it's important for you, but you need to have an emotional connection. So anyway, I went on a tangent there. Well, um, let me ask you, let me ask you something. I know it's your yes. show. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So when I, so when I look at, I want organics, what sure. I see is you first and foremost, a founder that is, a work ethic, like no one will outwork you. Um, you will out execute outwork, but the brand feels very safe to me. It doesn't feel, it doesn't have the, the, all the magic and things you're talking about. Um, it's, it's right product, appropriate packaging, everything executed perfectly. Um, I'm curious what you do to give your brand that the, 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 those X factor things. 
Oh man, that's, we could go on for days. That's a good one. Um, what, what do we do as far as the X factor? You know, I don't know. I just, we're, we're brand building like you have to do every single day. So if that's going to come through me, um, then, then that's fantastic um, because there's never going to be a bigger cheerleader, right? Than the founder. And that's why um, it's important that the founder actually has, and I talk openly about this all the time, has a why that has to be grand, has to be absolutely gigantic. And the most important thing, it has to be very real. Um, and so long you can have that, you can figure out all those other things along the way. Branding and the like, and something that you're, you're, you know, probably have the, the, the experience with, right, as far as packaging, design, and, and messaging, and all those things, those things can be tweaked. Those things can be approved, improved. Those things can be worked on over time as you continue to brand build. What you can't ever fix, you can't ever get better at, is what is actually driving that what is actually building the thing from the core, from the actual foundation of the brand. And so um, I, I, I think I answered some of it. And, I guess ultimately there's in our, in the ad world, they want to say, you said love, you want to create love. People love their Tesla. They love Apple. They love Nike. They, these inanimate things have created actual love, right? And love is the whole, that is that thing that someone will pay a multiple for. That is a Cheerios. It's a heart. They literally do a heart. I mean, that's their whole thing. So my question for you, because I, as I said, I see someone who you, you will run through walls, you will crush and you'll be successful. You could do anything. It wouldn't be I won. You could sell ice to Eskimos. You could sell sand to the desert. I mean, I feel like that's, you will, you will do it. You'll make organic sand and everyone will eat it. And they'll say that is a good sand. And I like it at the right margin at the right velocity. How do you ever just think back and go, make sure I have love that someone just loves me. What are the, what are the anecdotal things you do to make sure that I want is I love. Honest. If you are have, and I'm going to, I'll just refer to him because it just so happens. Daniel from kind the reason why there was so much magic in that, the reason why I talk specifically about their brand all the time, and I'm open about it, people often comparison, they say, you're real food too, you're, you're very synergistic with the kind, and most importantly, where we can go, where we can go in categories, where we can go on shelf. And I, I have no problem admitting and saying, I love kind. I love kind because of where it came from. It came from the heart that you just talked about. Nobody or very few can duplicate what Daniel did because it comes from the purest place. It comes from your soul. And then you're creating something around that. And so uh, I, 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 that, is, that is the heart of it. And that's why, again, I don't want to sell ice to anything. I want to sell I want Organics food products because balanced nutrition is the way that we should all be eating. It's just to the core of me, it's about mental and physical health and improving it among the millions and millions out there who just need to better educate themselves or be told or advised or given information on why balanced nutrition is so good for you, for long, healthy, sustainable health, eating success. That's it. So, and again, but this is your show, brother. Uh, Ian, three wishes. I like it. We'll wrap again. Juan, my guy, Spain in the house. 
the beautiful hair. I mean, because by the way, sorry, Dodgers blue again. I don't know what I'm doing. I won't. I, I said I'm not going to wear this hat again. Uh, Juan, sales are out. So let's talk email. Yeah. Let's talk about messaging. Give it to us. What's the platform? Yeah. So, yeah. So what I do. Th this this has been great. Everything. It's uh, very related to how I see marketing and branding and how a brand should be, how a brand should operate. So what I do is basically um, build direct-to-consumer businesses with positioning as a first uh, thing. The first thing in mind is positioning, what the product is and who is it for. So I'll dive into your ingredients, your feature, how your products are made and the story behind them to then translate all of this to, to, um, to benefits that we can sell to the consumer. So this way we just, we don't build one business, but we build several businesses. So let's take I1, for example. They're high protein snacks that happen to taste delicious. Um, they would be a very good solution for parents, for example, who would love to get more protein to their kids. But as we were talking the other day, they're also a great solution for people who, because of some health issues, cannot take protein in, they have very limited sources in which they can uh, consume protein. So we could also position Iwan as a solution for these people. So in the end, what I do is build the right messaging. So we reach all of these markets with the right um well, with the right messaging. So we build the, the ads, the landing pages, the, the emails, talking to that consumer that we're targeting. So in the end, that allows us to build uh, a huge direct-to-consumer business because we're tapping into numerous markets. And yeah, that's basically, so at the heart of what I do is having the right message for the right people. And I've seen it firsthand, folks. The guy is talented uh to say the least uh juan i appreciate it brother uh sales or else ian three wishes great having you on first time getting it getting it reversed on me i kind of dig it uh be well fellas thank you happy holidays thank you. Me too. Take